0: Hi everybody it's Andy Phillips here and uh, as you can see I've got Rich John and embers again on the line and we're going to be this is Atheists in conversation um, we your tea about, uh, yeah we got got me a cup of tea got me a cup of tea mm. ready yes. um, John, John,
1: John still can't drink tea he is still covidified um, <laughs> so he's only managing to drink water at the moment um, hope everything's all right with you John hope you're keeping well.
2: I'm on the mend. Thank you very much. Yes, Good. Good. That's why Good. I like to hear.
0: Um, today we're going to be talking about evidence. And uh, I think the... Uh, Rich, I think this is probably going to be you starting this one off. I th- um. Yes.
1: Okay. I mean, I've got a couple of stories which I will tell throughout um, this podcast, which would, I think, help frame um, this discussion. Um, first one is I'm going to kick off with is a, is a story from my time at university. Uh, back in the mid 90s uh, when i actually went um and uh, one of my one of my uh, best friends at university at the time himself was a devout christian and we were having a a, a discussion and and um, and i said look i mean i don't accept the concept of faith of believing something without evidence i need evidence to believe something is real i need something to i need evidence to believe that something is true and he said well what do you expect from God? Do you expect him to come down to earth, tap you on the shoulder and say, hello, I'm God. And my response to that was, well, it would be a good start. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and, but he would have better, he'd better have brought some ID with him. Um, and, and, and it led to this, this whole, this whole conversation about what itself would be um, good evidence for, for such a thing, and um, and I, I do really struggle with this because it depends on how they define their gods. Often they define it so that evidence can't touch it. Well, in that case, what good is what good is that concept in the first place? Uh, but when they start making claims, factual claims um, about the god, about the things that this god does, the thing you know, or stories around the scripture or the history uh they then start claiming that there is evidence for this and that this evidence is real uh which brings me to to the next um story uh which actually started a couple of years ago before lockdown i was on a coffee day and um and the, the person i was um having coffee with she was talking about her church bit of a red flag there for me and she said, um, "Well, we know it's true because we know that um, you know the the the, 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 uh, the fires of the you know, hot fires of heaven that struck down the town of Sodom was real because we've got the physical evidence for that actually happening." And I thought, "Well, that's interesting because if that had, if we did have evidence for that, I'm sure I would have heard about it." Um, the day ended and. Uh, um, apart from, obviously, um, the occasional times when I see her at uh, social events. That didn't go anywhere. But very recently, um, we had a response to one of our tweets uh, from an apologist who pretty much said the same thing, that we know that God is real because the story, we know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is real because we found Sodom and we have found where the the fire the fires of heaven and the fires of God struck down um, the buildings and turned the rock into ash and you can put your hands in the ash and physically feel that this thing is real. Plus, we also know that the Exodus definitely happened because we we can go to the place at the Red Sea where Moses allegedly crossed the Red Sea and was being led by the pillar of fire, you can see the marks that were left in the rocks by the pillars of fire. You know, this is real evidence. This is actual archaeological and geological evidence that these things are real. And, of course, I said, oh, well, that's nice. Five minutes um, Google Foo on some, should we say, slightly more reputable, geological and historical websites uh went on to show that actually that material isn't ash it is a form of powdered rock but it's a natural geographical um it's a natural geographical formation uh that's not even unique to the area um the marks that were left in the in the rocks which he claimed were only able to have been done by a vortex of fire actually again another natural geological formation not unique to the area, and, the, and and basically no, we have not found the city of Sodom or Gomorrah, and we've not found um, the place where the Red Sea was crossed. and this so-called evidence, which had been produced actually by the same biblical archaeologist, had been refuted numerous times over by respectable archaeologists and respectable geologists. So, in other words, I'm sorry, but that evidence that you've presented is absolute nonsense. And by the very fact that you have not bothered to check your evidence because of your own um, motivated reasoning to state that that evidence is actually real, um, has led you to become, I'm afraid, what I would describe as a dishonest actor.
0: See, this is the, the thing here. Is what does evidence actually mean? What does the word actually mean to mm. them? Mm. Because
2: it, 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 anything, it doesn't... Any, anything that supports what I want to believe,
0: yeah. Mm. This, but this is this is this is sort of my point, really. It's the, the you know when we talk about evidence for something, we we naturally go to crime. I guess you know we go to you know. Mm. You th- we, we, when we're talking about the word evidence, evidence is normally associated with, you know, trials and crime. And, uh, you know, if you're watching a, a, a police program on the TV, they talk about evidence and what's the evidence of this happening and things like that. And I think that people misuse that word a lot, evidence. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked earlier about um that uh, what is truth and what is fiction you can't really tell what's truth and lies anymore you know if you tell the same lie again and again and again it becomes true yeah. you know yeah. um but it's it seems to me that it's this misconception of what the word evidence is because if you i mean again when we've had we've had talks with theists that um or um apologists the you say, "Well, how do you know that's true?" And they say, "Well, it says it in in Mark. It actually says in Mark that this happened." And it's like, so and, but that's just an old book. Yeah, no, no, it no, says it's says Mark, and it's like yeah. their their yeah. concept of what evidence, what what is evidence, yeah. is and, wh- and why
1: do you why do you why do you believe what Mark has said is true
3: yeah, when it we'll he contradicts. <laughs> We, we hear this time and time again. To a sick of our teeth, you know, you ask for evidence, there's non forthcoming, uh, and you keep pushing it, and they just
0: show you the Bible. That this is the, one of the, the reasons the, why we have to know the Bible better than they do. This is the, um, this is what pisses me off more than anything else. Yeah. I mean, no, I've done, I, um, the more really I've done it since I've since I've been more in, involved in atheist movements. I've read more of the Bible than I've ever had in my life.
2: Or you? you
0: know. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I love it. I love the Bible. I, I think all all these ancient books are incredibly interesting. There's pieces of literature and as sort of, you know, the pivot points in, in humanity. They're incredibly interesting. You know, and there's parts of the Bible that are absolutely beautiful. There's parts of the Bible that are appalling. But this the end it's really begatt, interesting.
2: Begatt.
0: You know, it's like Homer's Iliad is interesting. Oof. It doesn't is mean it's true. It just means it's interesting. It's you know, it's it's a it's from a literary point of view. Things like this are very very interesting, and I don't mind having to read the Bible because it's reminded Oof. me how how good it is in some ways. You know how uh, amazing it, it, it that people have actually written this down and actually. Over the years, put it into canon and you know created a, 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 a religion on the back of it i mean that 's quite amazing for humanity I to find, the, like it. I find it the history of the right, bible
1: but... no I find the history of the Bible more interesting than the Bible itself
0: yeah, absolutely uh, You know, and, and some of the reasons so it 's like when we spoke to jason you know he 's um, an author and a um, you know, he's a, a blogger, but he 's basically an author and he 's really really into uh, finding out the actual history and aligning it with the Bible and what what was actually true and what isn't and that sort of thing. And, mm. it's re- and it's been incredibly interesting talking to people like that. Yeah. But you can see is the more you actually read, not just the Bible, but the history of the Bible, you know, you, you talk to scholars about this and we've had, mm. you know, me and John have had um, podcasts where, where we talk to people who are scholars in the Bible. Um, it, it becomes even more interesting as a piece of literature. Mm. Because it's, but, it, you, you, you start learning about the, the, the politics of the time and mm. the reason why something was written a certain way, and it's, it is incredibly interesting. But when, but, you actually not, then, but when you then start examining it, you discover that it's
1: actually not evidence.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it's lots, not, of, lots of stuff that historically isn't true, and therefore if that's not true, then the story makes no sense. And if the story makes no sense... Then there's no point having it in the Bible to tell you something which which they say is true, which now you can say actually never happened. You know, and, and, and when
1: and, and when these theists point to the Bible and say this is my evidence, what you're actually saying is no, that's not your evidence. That's where you get your claim from, because all your your claim is just regurgitating what's in that book. What do you have that is independent of that book that supports what is in that
0: book? Well, isn't it exactly the same as being an evolutionary uh, believer or believer in evolution, an evolutionist, as they call it, or a Darwinist, as they call it, Um, and just taking uh, On the Origin of Species, take that book and say, this is true, right? This is absolute truth. Everything else that's said about it is, is complete lies. Only what Darwin says in this book is true. And we don't yeah, even we know say that, that things, that's though. not true because we yeah. know that lots of stuff that Darwin said has been disproven. He was on the right, on the right course. And he, he, he started might. this whole process up when people have, you know, the whole evolutionary theory mm. now has been built on the basis of what, what people like him mm. put in place to begin with. But the yeah, book isn't it, true. No, no. I mean, uh, the, the book
1: provided the initial framework, which he got right. He's but catalyst, a lot of the, yeah. yeah, a lot of the detail wasn't quite true. He didn't, um, he, you know, whilst Men, uh, Mendeleev was actually a, alive at the same time and was a contemporary of Darwin, um, he didn't know about um, genetics and he didn't know about how the, um, how genetic traits were passed on or, and, and, and uh, but he knew that there was descent modification followed by further descent and the the beneficial modifications stuck around. He didn't know the mechanism for that. And, you know, it wasn't just Darwin. You know, you had people people like Alfred Russell Wallace and people like Patrick Mayhew, which one of my criminologist friends would not forgive me if I didn't mention him in the same breath, um, who all had these ideas around about the same time. Um, But we don't hold their views as gospel. You know... We've developed, you know, we have the neo-Darwinian synthesis in, in in the 1970s with, um, you know, the discovery of with this discovery of DNA, and then actually understanding the the real base mechanism of how genetics actually works. The fusion of genetics with with it. It's not because it's written in a book. You know what is written in the book is the result of the experimentation and the observation that have taken place the book is the claim the evidence for it you can find it in the book but you find it in the papers the original papers that were written by the scientists who conducted the observations in the first place and theoretically i know most people would not have the opportunity to do this but theoretically you could go into a lab and you could examine the same things and see it for yourself um Obviously, you're not going to do that because access to labs it can be quite restrictive uh, and um, not everybody has the chance to do that. But it's totally different from saying it's written in the book, therefore I believe it.
3: And if I tell you I've got a cat and you say, Where's the evidence? Hmm. I can go and pick my cat up and put it in front of the video camera right now.
0: Yeah. You can see this oh, also, I mean, just, just that, from saying that, though, Embers, if you said I've got a cat, knowing who you are, and knowing that cats aren't that unusual, I don't really need that much evidence apart from what you said. Tell me, if you tell me you've got a cat, I believe you've got a cat. Well, would you lie? Yeah, you but see, if, if you, if, you, if you, you didn't you know, yeah. space Spaceman landed in my, in my garden and they cooked, they cooked me breakfast in mm. the morning, then I'd want some bloody evidence on that.
3: Yeah, mm. but if you said, I really want to see your cat, I know you've got a cat, but I really want to see it, I can go and get it and put it in front of the camera. What you I want won't me. do yeah. is go and show you a book... And say my cat wrote it. Mm. Big difference. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and, just so, to, and to, it's,
3: it's, it's Go, go getting
2: on. Getting back to your story, Rich, at the beginning when you said about Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Yes. That person was there was a disconnect there because that person was using the ruins of a building as evidence for a being.
1: Now, well it wasn't even it wasn't even the ruins of a building. It was It was a uh, deposit of particulate rock matter, which had the same general look, feel, and consistency of ash, and claiming that the biblical archaeologist that had discovered this so-called ash had said, this is the ruins of a building. So it wasn't even the ruins of a building. It was... Uh,
2: whichever, it's a non-sequitur. Yeah, pile of ash is evidence for a pile of ash. No, nothing to do with any agent or person you might imagine. And that reminds me of a conversation I've been having on uh, Facebook about testimony. Mm. Because uh, somebody came up and said testimony contradicts itself sometimes. He said, what about this? There's uh, a murderer who's got blood of the victim under his fingernails but his phone record shows that he was moving about in his home at the time the murder was committed and well it, his phone isn't him you know somebody yeah. else had his phone uh, yeah. they, they don't seem to make those sort of critical thoughts
1: yeah and and and, and you know give, give you know knowing the criminal justice system having myself given evidence in court um, you know, it, it's about how reliable is what it is that you are saying. So, this comes to another point. Something can be evidence, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's good evidence.
2: Yes. And,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, it should.
2: It yeah. should.
1: Uh, and again, one of the biggest failings of the criminal justice system is the heavily, heavy reliance on eyewitness testimony, which is notoriously unreliable notoriously unreliable and yet we keep being told there's all these eyewitnesses to certain events that happened which prove that a god exists but they but when you actually start digging no they're just stories they're claims um and when you actually start digging some of the stories aren't quite as they um revealed them to be some of them actually do have rational naturalistic explanations um, I, I mean, the one that always got me was, you know, well, of course, of, of course, we know Jesus ascended into heaven because we have 500 witnesses that saw it happen. <laughs> I said, Really? Name bring, three of them,
2: bring them to the witness box for yeah. cross examination. And it's yeah, no, no, they're... no, it,
1: it says in the Bible that there were 500 witnesses. Fantastic, give me their names, give me their contributions to the
3: historical literature, uh, give me their statements that said, we saw this happen. There's masses of modern research to show how unreliable eyewitness testimony is, uh, which yes, really has to be treated with a big, big pinch of salt when you, you hear, hear that in court. The, the problem with, with evidence from the religious topologist's point of view is that if you ask for evidence... Um, there's none forthcoming. They'll just say, "I know," or point to the Bible, in which case you know all atheists just roll their eyes to the the, the ceiling, um, and then they'll they'll come back with, uh, "Well, prove he doesn't exist." Uh, yeah, and that's that's another eyes rolling to, to to the ceiling. And then when you keep pressing it, this is when they start to, to shake because they they can't continue the argument. They'll just say, "Well, God is." unknowable and outside the physical universe so and uh, we've said it. yeah uh, we, we've get, said, get out clauses it doesn't matter what you ask yeah. you, there's a get out clause or me.
1: and in the worst case scenario which so many apologists do now is they just make it up
0: yeah <laughs> because the lying for Jesus is allowed oh it's not it's not lying Rich it's interpretation apparently yeah yeah no yeah, no Oh and and, and it's a but listen, this, this, listen. This isn't 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 that um, what rabbis have been doing for centuries? Yeah. Is you know they, they they sit in sit in little circles and and they'll they'll interpret what God actually meant, and that becomes more and more widespread and well known, and then that becomes what it actually means. But you know, why have seen time and time again.
1: Why should something that comes down from a God need interpretation? Surely it would be clear, but. But again, you know, going back to the this concept of evidence, you know um they either make stuff up or they over or under interpret what's happening so for example, as I say, like this, this whole ash of ash in a, in you know it's in the right sort of general location um in 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 the middle east it's um it's sort of about the right age, it's sort of the right area. Oh, and it's it's ash. Oh, it must be it must be Sodom. Yeah.
2: When actually, no,
1: it's a yeah. natural geological formation. It's a natural geological phenomenon. I mean, we see it all the time with every every decade or so when they find Noah's Ark on top of a mountain. And when we look, no, it's a geological feature, uh, and it's not even a rare geological feature at that. But because it fits the narrative on the surface
0: they will accept that as evidence Did, is it is a serious question here do you think that they do this because they're desperate to prove it themselves i mean it, it, why would you why would you go to all those lengths to try and discover the, you know the final resting place of Noah, place of noah's ark for instance you know um, and and then say that that's what it is we, and again we're talking about evidence but without any genuine uh, archaeological or paleontological evidence out, what, could you, what is the, the reason for doing that is that just to prove it to themselves or prove it to the world or is it, is it something which is necessary surely faith is good enough isn't it surely
3: but people want validation for for their beliefs We, it's, it's a human trait we, we all do it uh, in Christian groups, let's just talk about Christians, given that there are, there are thousands and thousands of different denominations of Christianity in this present day, ask them all for evidence of God and they'll probably all give you some different answer. Uh, but people need their beliefs to be validated for their psychological health. Uh, you know, there's a huge amount of cognitive, cognitive dissonance in, in this, where you can function in. Uh, uh, the real world he could be a civil servant uh, high-ranking civil servant for for example but uh, very very skilled job paid paid very well been at the university and you can be a fundamental christian so you've got those two uh, things struggling in in your brain in your everyday life and you just switch them off just like that one and day, there are
1: no, there are a number of high high-ranking scientists yeah. who do that. i mean francis collins Fantastic example, you know. Head of the Human Genome Project. Uh, one, one thing I will say about him is he doesn't deny evolution. He's actually a staunch evolution defender, but he is um, a very devout evangelical Christian who believes in who believes in the talking snake. He's actually said he believes in the talking snake. Believes in, in those stories. And I'm thinking, but how do you do that? How do you? Com- how do you? Uh,
0: but isn't it called compartmentalization? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's deciding to do it, deciding that this mm. is my work. This is what I, you know, I'm. I'm just going to work in this area, and I believe mm. all the things in science and blah blah blah. Mm. But from from a. Uh, a, a different perspective. I'm going to believe in this because I, I, I need to believe and have faith if I'm going to be a Christian. You know, yeah. oh, the, the, the human brain whether has evolved it's, whether it like evidence that. or not.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an it, evolutionary thing with humans, and it a, it's a survival mechanism. But with uh, people believe in religious apologists, believe in evidence, they, they they tend to clump together. That's why they, they they go to church and and they have communities. So they're they're validating each other so they, they can actually feel better about that. Whereas well, it, 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 it,
1: it's, it, it's, it's mutual confirming of their own indoctrination. To, to go back to um, a previous podcast that we did very recently, um, you know, they've been indoctrinated, but indoctrination can slip. And so they go along to these things to mutually support themselves. They don't do it consciously to do that. It's just what they do. Um, and um, they get that validation and that um, and, and that sense of mutual support. And I think another key thing that you said, Mark, was that um, we all do it. Yeah, we all, we're humans. We all do this, and we do it as well, but there's a big difference. One of the things that we have done, and it's one of the reasons why me- many of us do, is – We've changed our minds about things, many of us. I mean, I've changed my mind about numerous things over the years. There are some things that I'm probably not going to change my mind over. Um, But at least theoretically, if I'm presented with evidence that I'm wrong about something, I'm going to check it out because I'm going to be highly skeptical of it. Uh, And if it turns out that I'm wrong, I have a tendency to admit when I'm wrong.
0: Well, can you, yeah. I mean, I've got a, 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 a good example of this, you know, this 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 concept of that, you know, if you're if you're wrong about something and you present it with the evidence that you will change your mind, you know, in, in a scenario, for instance, where um, in science, we're we're beginning to understand more and more about the nature of the universe, you know, its beginnings and or. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to say beginnings you know, because it might not be the beginning. We don't know yet, but you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. Where we can we're beginning to understand a lot more about the nature of the universe and nature of, of, of uh, uh, you know the substance of the universe. We're talking about things like dark matter. The reason why we call it dark matter is because we don't actually know what it is yet. Because we, we can't see it. There. Yeah, but we know it's there because it dark. Yeah, but we know it is will we'll we'll get to understand what that is but the point oh. of this is if for some reason at some point in our future uh, a scientist comes up with uh an experiment that shows that behind the big bang there is some sort of sentience some sort of consciousness behind the big bang right if and if other scientists came in and said do you know what that actually is? We've done this experiment and there actually it seems to be some sort of consciousness behind the big bang, okay? Oh. Right, of course all the religious people are going to go that's god, right? Oh. But all the scientists and people like us will go that's, well, that's really true. bloody interesting. Yeah. That's let's, really, let's... really interesting. Let's find out what it is. Yeah. Let's <laughs> find <it was right laughs> out the nature of it. Yeah. But
1: that's the well, difference
0: that's... between between people who want to know what the actual truth is i'm not saying that there is a consciousness behind the big bang what i'm saying is if that was presented to us as a scientific concept and it was starting to get backed up by other other scientists and they're going actually there is something here we don't know what it, it quite is we still wouldn't say it was god but we, we wouldn't be going oh it can't be that because otherwise we'd have been wrong all these years and god does exist mm. i wouldn't care a toss if i was wrong And that's the biggest difference. I don't care. If you can show me something like that, then I want to learn more about that. You know, I still wouldn't call it God. It'd be a consciousness behind the big bang and what that consciousness is and how that works. And can we communicate with it and all those sort of things? I'd be more than interested. I'd be more than happy to, to go down that road, you know, but that's the biggest difference. Evidence is about what is actually true. I want to know what's true. I don't want to know what is guessed or, slipped in through supposition or presupposition that is not evidence
2: or yeah, had, hypothetically
3: or- if that was ever ever to happen uh, and we're discovering more about the universe all the time if you know we did hypothetically discover something along the lines you were talking about andy obviously with the caveats that like you said it's uh, it's not on it's definitely not going to be what's described in in the biblical god that's absolutely hmm. completely nothing to do yeah
1: and it it's all. not it's it's not going to be something i'm going to go down on my knees and worship
0: no <laughs> why, why, why would you worship? <laughs> this is the whole point of it in, with, with with a scientific look you know an academic scientific look you wouldn't be thinking oh my god it's god You'd, you'd be going. This is an entity. This is something out there. We've got to find out what it is. We've got to quantify it. We've got to put it in a box. We've got to understand it and label it. And, and we'd, we'd, we'd be working on this for the next, you know, five hundred years. It'd be fantastic. It'd be, it'd be incredible to do. You know? Yeah,
3: atheists would just be going. That's really interesting. I'll be watching the TV all the time and. Oh, I'd, I'd, <laughs> yeah, and I'd want
0: to. I'd want to learn more about this, and you know, well, and that sort of thing. And it's, it, but this, is it. it's not God. It's well, something. We don't know what it is, and then we'll shape it, you know, yeah. and that's fine well, if that's the way that, that, that things work out. But and this is just a thought experiment; it's not what's actually happening, you know. No, no, no. For anybody out there is going, oh my god, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> then there, there is, there... it's like War of the World, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There is there is one other aspect of this I, I also want to bring up, um, and and that is the this idea about. Uh, personal anecdote and personal feelings being offered as evidence. Now, of course, it doesn't do anything for me because that's not something I've felt or experienced, or have I? Because I, I've spoken to I've spoken to people who have had uh, what they call a personal experience of being in the presence of God, uh, and and all of but that sounds to me just like chemicals flooding through the brain. Um, it sounds to me like the first madness concert I ever went to where the support act was Ian jury and the blockheads, showing my age now a little bit who came on started playing the, uh, the intro to hit me with your rhythm stick and the crowd of 30,000 people, me included pogoing in unison and bouncing along to that to that um, to that intro and the uh, overwhelming feeling, of joy that overwhelming feeling of that shared experience just swept over everybody in that crowd was that a religious experience did that happen
0: well it's an experience we all had it did happen but i understand that that was chemicals in the brain yes and it's it's a, a, a euphoric experience and, I mean, and i've had that i mean I'd, I'd i'd probably put put it more towards yes and led zeppelin mm. and, and genesis but yeah I've had mm. those things. I mean, when I first saw Genesis nineteen seventy six mm. with all the lights and all that sort of thing, the sound and it, it just blew my mind. Seriously, blew my mind. And mm. I was did you hear getting back like together? I was floating, did, yeah. just literally floating. The third so coming. To, so to me, yeah. right that, yeah. that, is a, that is an experience. Which if I was if I was in a church and I felt it, it would it would feel like the spirit of God. You know?
2: Mm. Did you hear and, like, getting back together Genesis?
0: Uh, they apparently are getting together, but I, I don't know if I go and see them. <laughs> but, Is that the third coming? Um, but anyway... That's it's...
3: exactly what um, you, you've just touched on there. Uh, we've seen this uh, again and again in large religious gatherings where you get the same crowd euphoria. Um And it, it's, uh, it's almost like people are smelling each other's pheromones and, and mm. the atmosphere, and that creates chemical differences uh, in, mm. in, in your system so you can feel euphoria and it, exactly what happens in uh, evangelical churches
1: well i can give you another great example um, i was um i was at uh, the um launch i was at the texas freethought convention in uh, 2011 i remember this it was in october 2011 and it was we were at the convention gala dinner And it was the last public appearance of Christopher Hitchens. And he was brought into the room. We'd we'd eaten. um, And he was brought into the room. Um, Richard Dawkins was presiding, taken up onto the stage, and um, Hitch gave his very, very last public appearance. And the feeling in the room was euphoric. Even though you could see the man was very, very ill, and in fact, obviously, he died two months later, but you could see he was very, very ill, but you could still see the twinkle in his eyes. Um, He was telling some of the same old jokes that we'd heard before, but we didn't care. Um, He was frail, yet he got up, and once he started speaking, he kept going, and people were saying... We don't expect, because of his health, we don't expect him to be speaking for very long. And he gave a Christopher Hitchens talk, and he kept going. He kept going until the crowd was starting to think it's time to time to, time to take a rest. But the feeling in that room was the same. It was euphoric. Yeah. the The love, if you could, if if you could say the love that was felt in that room by twelve hundred again, twelve hundred people in a single room with, um, you know, one of, one, of the, one of the giants of the movement, I know he would hate to be called that because he hated the very concept of heroes, but, um, you know, one of, one, of the, one of the heroes of the atheist movement at that time, who was clearly, this was going to be his last ever mm. um, performance, but the euphoria was real, and this was in a room of atheists. Yeah,
3: yeah the big difference is that we know Christopher Hitchens is real, did exist, and he's not there um, representing some other invisible entity. He's representing no. Christians. Yeah. Whereas in, any... in evangelical churches, is that the, usually yeah. a very rich uh, person, pastor mm. who is conducting it all, uh, claimed to be a conduit from God.
2: Mm. But if that but sort his... of euphoria in... had been generated in a church, which mm. it could be by music and a good story. I felt telling.
1: that. Yeah, I felt yeah. that in a church myself.
2: Yes, yes, and ironically, it, in a, yeah, it would have been interpreted as a, an actual visit or physical presence of God, and this is why we have wishful thinkingity.
1: Mm. Oh, I like that wishful thinkingity. I like that. Um, need a T-shirt with that on. Uh, but that, that sort away. of
0: thing has been has been sort of proven. That's that's the. You know, these these personal um, vibes that people get in church. I mean, you know, if you actually look at the way the church services actually con- conduct it, especially evangelical church services. And Catholic ones. specifically for that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the bit so you, where
1: you play the music. This is the bit where you get up and stand yeah. up and get them to sit down. And you're telling them to get up and sit down and they're obeying you. And then you do this bit and you to bring on the emotion and you do this bit to also bring on emotion as you pass the plate round. Um, so, guys,
0: the last word on it on uh, this concept of evidence, what, what it should be and what it shouldn't be. Check it. Rich. Check your evidence always. Rich. I mean, what I would say is to any apologist
1: who happens to be listening to this, check your evidence. If you've got something that seems to support your position, double check it. And that actually counts to our side as well. Sure, yeah. if you've got if you've got a piece if you've got a piece of evidence that supports your position check to make sure it is actually not false and what I would say to you know the apologist and I did say to the apologist um, who, who who popped up on our Twitter feed type in Sodom and Gomorrah found debunked type that into a Google search before you start presenting your particular favourite piece of evidence that seems to support your position. Check to see it hasn't been debunked first. And if it has been debunked, don't use it.
3: Yeah, and to apologists, if you're asked for evidence by by an atheist, uh will probably just get bored after about about 30 seconds, but don't show them the Bible, please. Actually Uh, provide
1: us with something.
3: Yeah, uh, and if you haven't got any evidence, Mm. don't make it up, because we'll see straight through you. If you don't know, just say you don't know. I Mm. believe... Just because I believe, we'll be happy with that. Yeah, don't yeah. make the evidence up. Yep,
0: yeah, cool, excellent. All right, guys, I think that's about all we've got time for. We'll uh, we'll be here again next week because um, we're suckers for this sort of thing. Uh... That's always a good <laughs> excuse for another cup of tea. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Always a good excuse for a cup of tea. Um, if you want to subscribe to the channel, please do so. If you've got any queries, questions, or comments, just stick it below, and uh, we'll answer those. Uh, uh, we want questions from everybody, so if you're a believer, we want questions. If you're an 80-question... Oh! If you're not... Oh, he's freezing. He's sure freezing. Questions.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, technical yeah, difficulties. Mike, let's go in, I think. Uh, <laughs> someone up there is not am, happy am
1: I be- uh, the, 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 <laughs> the internet the internet gods are angry but so bearing in mind that him. and yeah I think Andy's Andy's connection is um is is uh is is becoming very dodgy so um on his behalf I hope he doesn't mind thank you for joining us please like share subscribe comment
0: and uh We'll see you next time.
2: Yep. You Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to click that like button. Also make a comment and, of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.